spirit of truth. The Lord was speaking to me about the spirit of truth and um, the fact that it's part of what he, he, he wants to bring us into. So Pastor Chintok was going to join me this morning, Pastor Chintok and some um, worshippers, but he couldn't make it. So tomorrow, which is Saturday, I think we, it is better actually so that we're not in a hurry. Um, he's going to be here tomorrow on Saturday. I was just going to have a great time worshiping and praying and all of that great stuff. So I look forward to it and I'm sure a lot of us do. So please get ready to for tomorrow. And my apologies that we couldn't make it today. Um, but the Lord was speaking to me about the spirit of truth yesterday. And God began to explain to me um, a couple of things about truth. And he was saying, even as you're speaking about the spirit of the day, you cannot remove from the teaching of the spirit of the day about the truth of the spirit or the spirit that is truth. And the Lord began to say to me, the problem that a lot of people are having today in life is the fact that they are trying to take away from the truth of God and they are trying to adjust truth to fit their standards. They are trying to adjust truth to fit their opinion or trying to adjust truth to fit their expectation. And the Lord began to say to me, he said, truth is not subject to any man's expectation. Truth is not subject to any man's um, ability or capacity as a matter of fact. Truth is truth, a standard on its own. Truth is not one of the things you go to the court of law to try to negotiate or to try um, to, to get your own you know, side or believe of what it is. Truth is truth. And the, 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 the thing is, truth is God. So you find out today that the reason why we have a lot of issues in the world is because people are trying to establish justice without truth. And for them, truth is individualized. And the Lord began to say to me that truth is not individualized. Truth is God and God is a standard. And if we'll be able to come into the levels of operation that God wants us to operate in and the places in the realm of the spirit that the Lord will have us enter into and do the works that are necessary for this time and for this season, we must be able to receive truth as a standard and allow truth do its work in us and allow truth convert us and allow truth inspire us, but allow truth train us. And the Lord began to say, in the spirit of the day, in the spirit of truth the spirit of truth now there are a couple of things um, about truth you know and real quickly in um the lord began to speak you know about truth and he was saying that it is better for you that i go you know he was saying because when i go i will send you the holy ghost and he will reveal to you all things so there is so much about god that is to be revealed so much about God that is to be seen, so much about God that is to be experienced. Um, but many times we are not able to come into those things about God because we don't have the spirit or we have not explored the depths and the areas of the spirit of truth. So um, he began, um, they began to say, the apostle began to say, he said, I have many things. In John um, 16 from verse 12, it says, I have many, I have yet many things. Um, to say unto you, but you can see, but you cannot bear them. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things that are to come. He shall glorify me me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you so um this is the lord speaking and saying i have many things that i want to say to you but you cannot bear them but the ability for you to bear the things that god has to say to you is by the power of the holy ghost i need you to understand this there are many things that god wants to reveal to you concerning your life there are many things that god wants to reveal to you concerning your purpose there are many things that god wants to reveal to you concerning 2022 and the things you are supposed to do and the way you are supposed to go but the lord says that you cannot receive these things that i want to say to you on your own by yourself they are going to they are mind-boggling they are going to literally cause your mind to burst he said but there is something that enables you to receive the fullness of god because where we are trying to head is the place where we are walking in the full expression of god is the place where we are walking in the full extent of god because the great commission to man is the commission to dominate is the commission to rule and the commission to establish the government of god upon the earth but you cannot establish the government of god upon the earth if number one you don't 
know the God that you're trying to establish. You don't understand how his government works and you don't know that you have the authority yourself. But for a man to be able to establish the government of God, he must know the fullness of God. He must understand the dynamics and the intricacies about the throne of God and the power of God and the leadership and government of God. But he began to say that for you to be able to come back into the place of dominion, you need to receive the things that I have to say. So when we sit down to do Bible study, or we sit down to pray, the truth is we're not doing a religious act. We are building up ourselves in the knowledge of God. We are building up ourselves in understanding to what end that we may be able to walk in the dominion that the Lord has selected us and predestined us for. So when you begin to say things like know the word and know the Lord, it is not so that you may be able to quote many scriptures. It's so that the scriptures may abide in you and it will become life in you. And by reason of this life, you will be able to extend the God life throughout the whole earth. And the Lord began to say, listen, I want to give you the things. I want to help you to be able to come into judgment and to be able to establish my rulership on the earth. He says, but this thing that should come to you by knowledge, you cannot receive it. He said, because you don't have the, the, the one that is the capacity. Because let me explain to you something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that the Lord consistently sent into the world. Every time he wanted to make, every time he wanted to create. Remember, we began this teaching um, on Tuesday by saying that in the beginning, um, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was um, dark, dark and formless, and the Spirit of God brooded over the face of the deep. And then we began to see the Lord activating and doing his work, but he began by sending the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of creation. But there's something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also the part of the Godhead that is able to dwell within darkness, and yet is not corrupted by the darkness. The Bible began to say concerning God that he cannot behold sin. There are so many many things about God, when you read about God, it is almost like the innate nature of God naturally rebels and repels sin nature and rebels and repels um, uh, um, anything that is contradictory to holiness and righteousness and justice and truth. But there's a component of God, which is the Holy Spirit. And it is the part of God that is able to engage with darkness and engage with brokenness and engage with pain and shame and fear and yet he is not corrupted by it but he's able to overcome it in the training of men in the path of righteousness so you see that the holy ghost was released when darkness was upon the face of the deep and the moment man fell again you begin to see that the bible recorded that the lord came down walking in the garden in the cool of the day the bible did not tell us before how he walked but this time the moment a man fell God came down and he walked in the cool of the day. And I said to you people that the word for cool is the word ruach. And it's the same word that was used when it says, and the ruach of God brooded over the face of the deep. Now the ruach of God, God came down walking in the ruach of the day. So there was a spirit of the day. And every time the ruach came from that time forward, you begin to see that the ruach was also used for things like wind. And every time the ruach was used, it was like the ruach parted the Red Sea. The ruach was what called all the animals into the ark. The ruach was what made the flood to happen. There is so much about the ruach of God you will see in scriptures. But you see, now it came walking in the spirit of the day. Why? Man had fallen and man had um, broken the, the, the covenant of uh, or the oath of obedience, which binded him together with God. And at this point, man needed the same spirit that has the ability to live with brokenness and darkness. He needed that spirit to come down and to engage with humanity once again. And God came down in that dimension of operation. Now, here is Jesus in the New Testament talking to the people and saying that, hey, um, the spirit of God, you know, is, is what you need right now. There is so much I have to say to you, but I cannot say to you, you cannot receive it because you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the one that can dwell in your brokenness, your smallness, yet he retains his fullness while he is dwelling in your limitation. So why, right in the midst of your limitation, you have the embodiment of the fullness of God dwelling inside of you. And then you begin to explore little by little the full extent of the fullness that dwells in you, even while you are not full. And so he began to say, how be it when he 
when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. So Jesus in talking to them about the things that are to be revealed so that they can come into the place of dominion and judgment. He began to say the dimension of the Holy Ghost that will walk in you is the dimension of truth. He said he called him the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth, not the spirit for truth, not the spirit by truth, not the spirit that likes truth, but the spirit of truth. So truth has got a spirit. Truth is a spirit. It's a dimension of the Holy Ghost. So when you dwell, that's why it's possible for you to, um, somebody can be talking to you or you can hear high and lofty intelligent speaking going on in a room. Everything about the words sound right, but there is something about the spirits that agitates you. Everything, and you cannot bring judgment into this world. You cannot bring God's standard of judgment without understanding the working of the spirit of truth. It is impossible. Otherwise, you would judge by the wisdom of this world. You would judge by the expectations of this world. You would judge by how much it fits and it meets the cultural expectations. You will not judge by God. But when the spirit of truth is at work in you and you recognize it, because you see there are different levels to um, bringing forth or to manifesting the fullness of the God life. One of the levels is the level of recognition. You need to recognize that it exists. You need to recognize that it is in you. You need to recognize that you carry it. So many times people say to me, oh, P.I., ah, I can't preach like you because you know when you start, you just begin to, you are going, ah, no. I say, no, you don't understand. The difference is recognition. I recognize, I may wake up now, my eyes are swollen and my head is heavy. I don't know what to say, but I recognize that the moment I stand in front of God's people, I stand as an ambassador of truth. So there is a well of truth that is available to me. The moment I say in the name of Jesus, say colibre and deke, dams in the spirit realm begin to break open and the resources of revelation are available unto me that I may be able to fulfill the work of God for a people for a time and in a generation. So I understand that I do not stand anymore as the mother of Judah, but the moment I stand before his people, I stand as both the ambassador of Zion and as the administrator of the truth of God. Therefore, the revelations of the spirit are made available unto me. It is called the law of recognition. If you cannot recognize what is available to you, you cannot accurately maximize it. You cannot. So there must be a recognition of the Holy Ghost and a recognition of the capacity of the Holy Ghost. But you see, recognition comes by reason of knowledge and revelation. So what you don't know, you cannot recognize it. So if you don't know what the president of America looks like, even if he walks into your house, you will not treat him with the honor that he deserves because you can't recognize him. Because the Bible began to speak about the men on the way to Emmaus. And these men were walking with Jesus. They were telling Jesus about Jesus. But they did not recognize that he was the one. Why? Because they were filled with the latter knowledge of him. They did not have the new knowledge of the revealed Christ. They did not have the new knowledge of the glorified Jesus. So all they had was just the, the Logos knowledge. The Logos had not transformed into revelation because the word was Logos and he dwelt amongst us. But now the word was Rema in his resurrection. And when Rema came, it took Rema to open the eyes of the people for the people to recognize that this is the revealed word of God because Mary that knew Jesus that anointed his body she stood before Jesus in front of his tomb and she was asking him where have you taken my master until the Lord called out to her and said Mary and then her eyes opened and she realized that it was the master so many times the reason why we are not able to fully engage the, 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 the resources of heaven is because we cannot recognize but for you to recognize you need to dwell for you to recognize you need to fellowship for you to recognize you need to commune for you to recognize you need to go in deeper the Bible says that as they now went further with the Lord and they sat at the table with him to eat and to dine and to mingle. He says at that point, as he broke the bread, something happened to them. As the word of God, Caleb was opened unto them, their eyes were opened and they beheld that it was Jesus. You see, so many times the reason why we cannot engage the fullness is because we do not know the law of recognition. But the law of recognition comes by knowledge and knowledge comes by fellowship. You need to fellowship with the Lord. 
you need to fellowship with the Lord. Another way, another level to the unveiling of the Holy Ghost or the power of the Holy Ghost that is available to you is also the law of engagement. I found out that many times people know, people recognize, but they don't engage. So the people that know, and recognize are the people that preach powerful sermons but they never do powerful acts are the people that pray powerful prayers but they never become powerful people are the people that move others powerfully but they themselves they never have the honor of what they bring people into but you see there is a law of engagement and the law of engagement is built upon faith the necessity of faith you cannot fully engage god without faith now what is faith Faith is not just what you say. Faith is not what you know. Faith is not how tightly you squeeze your eye and you, you squeeze your face and you say, I believe God. That's not faith. You see, the Bible began to speak about faith in the book of Hebrews. And the way he talked about faith, if you look at the men, it was as though before they engaged faith, they were a different set of people. But the moment they entered into faith, it was almost as though they began to walk and they began to walk from a different realm. Remember I told you that when man fell in the book of Genesis, the first thing that fell with man was their eyes and so the moment they felt they began to see differently they saw themselves differently they saw the plan differently they saw god differently everything about the way they evaluated changed but before then they were dwelling in the realm of glory they were dwelling in the realm of the possibilities and the abilities of god so that when god commanded them concerning the will and said hey replenish bless cultivate it adam could believe that it was possible for him to walk in water and not be swallowed by the water adam could believe it was possible for him to play with a lion and not be eaten by the lion but you see the moment their perspective they fell they began to doubt the word of the lord and they began to doubt the possibility of the authority of god's command and so when god wants to restore you and when god wants to pull you back into the realm of authority and dominance what he then gives you is his word and then as he gives you his word you engage the word differently as opposed to adam and eve that doubted the word and they began to see it see the possibilities that the word may not come to pass rather this time you begin to see the possibilities that the word can come to pass and the word has got efficacy so when you enter into that place of consistently engaging the word and the possibilities of the word what you do is you take it from the level of trying to have faith into the level of entering into the spirit of faith and then you begin to brood and you breed the realm of faith so that anybody that comes into the environment where you are the blind man begins to see the man whose leg was lame the moment they enter into your presence they begin to feel like i can walk again why because you have gone past the place of i'm trying to have faith you have gone past the place of i'm engaging the spirit of faith but now you have so exercised faith that the realm of faith is where you are operating in and you can pull other people into that place faith is necessary for engagement because the second level of unveiling and unpacking the possibilities of god is the level of engagement you must engage you have to engage has he said it is it possible then do it has he said it is impossible then take the risk you must engage just like the lepers, they engaged. They said, you know what? It is possible that if salvation is not in our homeland, salvation will be in the, where our enemies are. Who heads towards the camp of his enemies? Who does that? Who heads towards the camp of his enemies hoping that he will find favor? Who heads towards the camp of the one that has kept him under siege, believing that God is going to do something and is not only going to break the siege over their land, but you lepers that are unqualified to even enter your homeland of citizenship, you now believe that you can take over the territories of the enemy. Does it not sound like us? We who were citizens of heaven were now broken by reason of disobedience and we were chased out of the garden. Now we have the audacity to believe that as we approach the camp of the enemy, everything that was stolen from us can be restored to us by reason of the favor of God as we advance by faith. Engagement is necessary. You must advance by faith. By faith. Now, I said that because the, Jesus was saying the Holy Ghost will come. And he comes in the dimension of the spirit of truth. 
and the purpose of his coming, because I'll teach you how to unpack the things that the Holy Ghost has got. So if you cannot unpack it, if you cannot fully come into it, then you cannot enter into everything that he has. Because Jesus was saying, look, you need everything. And he will show you everything by coming in the dimension of truth. And he will guide you into all truth. Not little truth. Not some truth. Not few truth. All. That means every single thing that God has got, the Holy Ghost will show you. The Holy Ghost can show you. The Holy Ghost will make it available to you. All truth. The Bible says how the Lord has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. All. I like the word all. Because every time the word all is used, he means all. Not few, not some, not maybe half, but all. He said he will guide you into all truth. Why? Because he is the spirit of truth. He is the nature of truth. He is, so my question is, how much of the truth of God have you been engaging? How much of the truth of God do you know? How much of the truth of God has entered into your life? How much of the truth of God have you been able to receive? Have you been able to engage? Because he said all truth, all truth, all truth. The thing about learning, if you are a teacher, is that as you begin to teach the students, you observe the way that each one receives the lesson. Sometimes in the midst of the tutelage, you recognize that some children are geniuses. And then you recommend to the school board and you say, this child should not be on level one. He should be on level five by reason of the things that he's able to receive and disseminate. And then when that recommendation is made, you, the, the child then goes through a series of testing to prove that what the teacher has recognized is true. And he proves it not to only the teacher, but he proves it also to everyone that is standing in judgment so that when he is moved to level five, it can be said that it was a fair and it was a just measure. Now, who prepares the child for this testing? It is the same teacher that recognizes that this child has got ability. Let me explain to you what I'm talking to so you don't feel I'm, I'm quoting a proverb. What I'm saying to you is that I perceive in my spirit that the Holy Ghost wants to move some people to level five. The Holy Ghost wants to move some people to five stages ahead of where you are because he is the spirit of truth. He's the one that guides. So the teacher recognizes the geniuses in the class. And even though he's the spirit of truth, some people have shown the tendency of being able to receive truth in all his measures. So he says, this one should not be on this level. This one should be on the fifth level. He is the one that qualifies. He's the one that justifies. He's the one that promotes because he's the guide. And you see, you're ability to come into the levels of God is dependent on how receptive you are to the tutelage of the spirit. So are you receptive? Are you quick to learn? Are you quick to receive? Are you quick to agree? Are you quick to do your exercises? Now, but the thing about the promotion of the Holy Ghost is that when the Holy Ghost recommends you to the board and to the committee of the heavens, something begins to happen like the story of Job. And the Bible says when the sons of Elohim gathered before the throne of God. God began to say to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? It was not the initiative of Satan. It was God's initiative. It wasn't Satan that said, let us try Job. It was God that said, let us try Job. Because I believe that the Holy Ghost had made a recommendation concerning Job and had said concerning Job, this one is a good learner. This one is a quick learner. This one has got the ability to engage on certain levels. But in order for us to bring him into the authority and dominion we need to take him through levels of testing but for the testing to happen the lord had to provoke satan to go forth and begin to do some in quotes damage in the life of job listen to me there are some of you that are going through the trials of your faith and you feel that god has abandoned you you feel that god has left you 
you are even afraid you will lose your salvation because of the weightiness of the experience that you are having. But I need you to hear me that the one who recommended you for trial is the same one who is watching over you for promotion. He's the same one who will come and put the medal on your leg. I will say to the enemy, thus far you can go, stop now. And he's the one that will set you high above principalities and powers. And he's the one that would enable you to walk in the same authority and dominion that Jesus has. The Lord is your portion. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your rock. The Lord is constantly at your right hand. God himself. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you can make the journey. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you can pass the testing. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you will go through the season of trial. Commit yourself to the Holy Spirit. Commit yourself to the tutelage of the Holy Ghost. He is the teacher that prepares you for the trials of life. He is the teacher that prepares you for the necessary promotion. Say to him, Holy Ghost, prepare my heart. Holy Ghost, stare my heart. Holy Ghost, train my heart. Holy Ghost, teach my spirit. Holy Ghost, stretch me in the necessary areas. I will not go back. I will not go back. I will not choose to believe that my yesterday is better than my tomorrow. Because I know, oh God, that every time you recommend me, it is because the future is a hard I choose to see your hand in the future. I choose to see the Holy and my inner man is renewed day by day. I am under the tutelage of the spirit of truth. In all things, there are aspects of God that are made revealed unto me. I mention the operation of my spirit that is revealed unto me. I do not in the race of God. I do not back down in the race of salvation. I am constantly ascending and accelerating in the things of the spirit. I respond to have you extended. I respond is to let you transform me. So do we my response is to have you expanded. My response is to let you expand. My response is to let you transform me. Ame alata. So do we love? My response is to let you extend me. 
Ale Makota, my response is to let you expand me. Ale my response is to let you transform me. Ale Atokaba, so do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. So do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for you that the things that God has put in place for your promotion, you will not tear them apart. Mm-hmm. You will not scatter them. But I pray for the spirit of alignment to be provoked inside of you. Amen. That your eyes will begin to see the necessity of the government of God. Amen. That something will happen to you today. That in your spirit, you will begin to cry out for the order of the spirit. Amen. Amen. You will begin to cry out for the establishment of God's government. That to you who were used to living your life as a rebel. And living mainly at the mercy of God. And living at the edge of good and evil. Today, I pull you into the camp of holiness. I pull you into the camp of grace. I pull you into the camp of strength. I say to you that in the name of the Lord Jesus, you have the power to allow the Lord transform you. You are not not a damsel in distress. You have strength, you have grace, you have capacity. And today we provoke the capacity inside of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I say you will not fail this test. I say you will not miss the blessing. I say you will not miss the next level because the kingdom of God needs you. Because the kingdom of God needs you. Everything that you bring to the table, every aspect of God that you reveal to this generation is necessary. So I say to you by the power of the Holy Ghost that today you are making the necessary decision to travel out of darkness and come into the kingdom of light in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord school you. May the Lord open your eyes. May the Lord show you the different things that he has set in place for your training and for your promotion. Amen. Because Amen. you are a genius grave spirit. Amen. You are a genius grave spirit. Amen. The Bible says when God made man, he made him in his image and in his likeness. You don't just look like God. You act like God. You think like God. You have the capacity of the master of the universe. You are a genius great spirit. When the hosts of heaven look at you, the Bible says they stand in awe. What a man that thou art mindful of him. You are a genius great spirit. In the realm of the spirit, you are looked at in reverence and you are looked at and the host of heaven is waiting for you to reveal the wisdom of God to them. You know the Lord. You know the Lord because the spirit of the eternal one dwells in you. So we break the chains of lies and we break the chains of the deception of hell. There's somebody here, you're about to make the decision to marry someone that you know will destroy your life. You know, you already know. That this is not the person you should be with. But the web of lies of hell and culture and tradition has said to you, you are too old. Just quickly make this choice now. As a matter of fact, I see one lady. You are not even old. You are not even old. But there is a certain pressure on you. And you feel, oh, I have come this far. What can I do? But the Spirit of God says, is tomorrow not meant to be better than yesterday? How can you compromise on the standard of God for tomorrow? Because you are trying to satisfy the expectation of today. Tomorrow, the future, the end of a matter is better than the beginning. The Lord says, retrace your step and make my word your judge, your standard. Let the spirit of God guide you into the truth concerning marriage, into the truth concerning the decisions you should make when it pertains to union and covenant and yoking. And so I pray in the name of Jesus 
that the Holy Ghost will cause a decompression to happen in your life. Because I see some people, there's so much pressure. But what I see is the puncturing of that thing. And you know where air is leaving a balloon or air is leaving somewhere that is too filled with air and tight. I see the Holy Ghost causing decompression to happen in your life because the pressure is too much. So I pray, precious Holy Spirit, let your rest, let your rest, let your rest, let your rest, let your rest come upon your people. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The spirit of rest, the spirit of rest. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Lord Jesus said, it is the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth that will guide you into all truth. And I want you to recognize that truth usually partners with certain associates. So real quickly, if you have on your paper, your pen and paper, write these things because I'm saying it real quickly and we close in five minutes. The Bible often records, number one, that truth often works with mercy. And you will see this in places like 2 Samuel um, verse 15 and 20. You will see it in Peter, uh, Proverbs 3 verse 3. Um, you will see it in Psalm 25 verse 10. Truth usually works with the spirit of mercy. Another thing that truth works with is kindness. And you see it in 2 Samuel 2 verse 6. Wherever you see the spirit of truth operating, one of the companions he has is kindness. Kindness, kindness, kindness. Another thing you see is sincerity. A person cannot tell you they walk in the spirit of truth and you are not compelled unto sincerity. Part of the workings of the spirit of truth in you is that people will say, what is wrong with you? Why do you say things as they are? It is because, like I said to you, you cannot unknow what you know. And when the spirit of truth is in you, it provokes you to love. It provokes you to act like God will act. So one of the things that comes out of you is sincerity. Your brother will not look at you and say, is there a fly on my head? And you say, no, you look so good, you know. If everything about you is so perfect, you have nothing. In fact, eh, I usually joke with the people close to me, my pastors, and I say, listen, if for any reason I have mouth odor, the one set of people I expect to tell me are the people closest to me. You should not look at me and be saying, every time I'm talking, mm, yeah, that's so powerful, but powerful, my God. And when I'm like, ah, why are you like people? I'm so oh my god, that's so powerful. And you are shifting back. Me, I'm thinking this revelation that is moving you. I don't know, it's because there are certain things that are expanding out of my oratory, you understand. Know so I expect that you people will be the one to tell me. I said, in the same way, if I have spiritual mouth odor, spiritual body odor, I expect you people to tell me to be able to say, ah, PI. Yes, the way you preach this thing is like it's going left. P.I., this behavior and this character, it's like it's somehow, this is how this people will take it. Even if I, have you seen somebody before that you tell the person, excuse me, I just want to speak to you. Um, you know, you have my odor, you have body odor. And the person is just like, oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. I just love. Of course, usually there's a bit of, you know, shame and agitation and all attached to it. And sometimes the response is, sobering the person may be sober the person may fight the person may argue but the information leaves the person trying to be better and i said you cannot love your image more than you love the safety of your brother you cannot love yourself and the need to be accepted more than you love your brother working in life let there be a desire in you to see people established in truth. And sometimes this desire will make you cross the boundaries of your safety. Because truth often works with the spirit of sincerity. And you see that in Joshua 24 verse 14, 1 Corinthians 5 verse 8. Another associate of truth is righteousness. Another associate of truth is peace. Peace and truth often work together. Another associate of truth is meekness. You see that in Psalm 45 verse 4. Another associate of truth is love. Zechariah 8 verse 19 and John um, and 2 John 3. Also, another associate of truth is light. Light and truth work together. And you can see that in Psalm 43 verse 3. So there are different associates that work with truth. 
different associates that work with truth. Another associate is life. Life accompanies truth. Where the spirit of truth is at work, you see life being released. And you can see that in John 14, verse 6. Life is released where the spirit of truth is at work. Another thing that truth brings is judgment and justice. Zechariah 8, verse 16. Judgment and justice. Judgment and justice. You cannot meet out judgment and justice if you don't know the measures of God. So truth shows you what the measures of God are so that you can accurately judge what the mind of God is in every matter. Now, um, truth is God. Truth is Christ. Truth is the Holy Ghost. Truth is scriptures. Truth is the word. Truth is the gospel. Truth is the commandment. Truth is a covenant. You see it in um, uh, Micah 7 verse 20. And you also see truth at work through the church. You see that in 1 Timothy 3 verse 15. Truth at work through the church. I want to say to you a couple of blessings of truth. Are we still together? Should I say to you what the blessings of truth are? And yes. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic. So there are different blessings of truth that are recorded in scripture. There are 10 blessings of truth. So if you have your pen, please write them down. One of the first blessings of truth, according to Psalm, 9, uh, Psalm 91 verse 4, is that truth is a shield and a buckler. Truth is a shield and a buckler. What does the shield do? It protects you. It keeps you. In the armor of God, the shield is one of the, uh, the only things that you are given to protect yourself. You are open many times in this battle, but the shield protects you. So according to Psalm 91 verse 4, truth is a shield and a buckler. It's a blessing. The second blessing is truth gives you freedom from sin. It makes you free from sin. And you see that in John chapter 8 verse 32 to 36. It keeps you free from sin. So that, that captivity that makes you feel like, ah, you know, I can't, I can't help myself. I have to do this. It's a lie. It's a lie. You know, I, I say, let me, I will say the one I know. Let me leave men first. Let me face women. There came a time where I began to cancel so many women out of adultery and fornication. I said, ah, what exactly is happening in this generation? And as I quested a little bit further, I began to realize that culture was changing. There was a time in 1974 and 1960-something, if you watched a movie, and in 1980-something, 1991, the movies hardly showed married women committing adultery. But you begin to see that as we are going further and further, as you begin to watch the real housewife of this one, you begin to watch all kinds of nonsense soap, you begin to realize that somebody can be married and be in love with another person. And then the whole movie can be based on the woman struggling because her true love is out there. And she's married to the one that she married when she thought her true love was dead. Auntie, your true love is your husband. There's no other true love. Because the grass is not greener on the other side. Actually, sometimes there's no grass there. It's a mirage. You just think there's grass. There's no grass. So you see this grass that you have, water it, cut it, tend it, shaping it. So I began to realize that there were many things, many lies that were coming, many lies, many lies, many lies, and it was affecting the minds of people. So the standard began to break even in the church. And I tell people it's little upon little, the same way that the Lord schools us, line upon line, precept upon precept. That is the same way that devil schools us line upon line, precept upon precept. He begins by telling you, listen, the next phase of your glory is in tight dress. Let them know that you have shape. They've been looking at you and thinking you are just an ordinary woman. And your husband is not appreciating you very well. Now begin to wear the dress. The kind of dress that when you wear it, when your heart is beating, we'll be seeing it beating from the cloth. Auntie, you want to kill yourself? What is that about? You know, Precept upon precept, a little here, a little there. So I said to someone, I said, so as you have worn this cloth now and you are passing, what do you think all the men in this room are looking at? You cannot tell me that you don't know what their focus is the moment you walk past them. I said, to what end? When Jesus has said that even if he looks upon a woman lustfully, he has seen. So you just help like 50 people to just sin just now. To what end? Are we walking righteousness in men or are we walking you understand? So 
little by little, you move from that. Of course, somebody's going to send you a message and say, hello, you look so nice, so sweet, you know. And then from there, you begin to say, really sweet? He say, yes, even the one you wore two weeks ago was so nice. You understand? Then before you know what's happening, you have gotten into a trap of communication. And I said to people, the first level of sinning is on the level of conversation. I said, who amongst us can say we know God intimately the way we know our husbands? We don't. The way you, you become intimate with the Lord is by words. Oh, Lord, the rock of my salvation. Oh, the God who is good to me. Oh, my father, my friend. And the next thing you are intimate with the Lord, you can feel him so close to you. I said, the one that you give your words to is the one you are truly intimate with. So a little here and a little there. And you give people the authorization to break your gates and to break the boundaries of your preservation. Now your child has been sick for years. You don't know what the problem is. Listen to me. We must close the gates. We must close the gates. We must lock the doors. We must attend to the standards of the spirit. You cannot remember what I said to you at the beginning, that truth is not subjective. Truth is objective. Truth is the standard of God. And until you adhere to the fullness of truth, you cannot get the benefit of truth. Many of us are fighting warfare that we did not need to fight. And listen to me, you cannot justify wrong by pain. Pain is not a justification of wrong measures. So just because you were hurt and just because you were broken and just because you were wronged does not now justify the wrong actions you are taking. And when you get to heaven, God will judge us based on truth. God will not judge us based on pain. God will judge us based on truth. God will not judge us based on struggle. God will base, God judge us based on truth. God will not judge us based on how much we were hurt and betrayed. So it is expedient that at every point in time, your standard is truth. So I'm saying this because the invasion of truth, the invasion of lies can break you and it can steal your inheritance to you. But one of the blessings of truth and receiving truth, it makes you free from sin. It makes you free from the captivity and the bondage of sin. Truth, it gives you the freedom from sin. So don't allow the little lies of the enemy to invade. Let them say, ah, ah, your own is too much. You are too harsh. You are too strong. It's better. Because the day you fall into a pit, the same people that were challenging the strictness of your standard will be the first people to post it on social media about how the mighty have fallen. So it is better to hold on to strict measures of truth than to fall into shame by reason of paralyzing your standards. Now, another blessings of truth is that it brings sanctification. So when I say it gives you freedom from sin, I said John 8, verse 32 to 36, it, it brings another blessing of truth is sanctification. John 17, verse 17 and 19. I could go into all of this, but I'm just going to read it. Another blessing of truth is salvation. Ephesians 1, verse 13. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. Another blessing of truth is strength and stability. Ephesians 6 verse 14. Remember, it's your shield, it's your buckler. It keeps your feet rooted. It keeps you firm. The reason why you are shaking up and down, you are never able to stand a course. Listen to me. There are many relationships I could have left in this life. Many. I could have walked away from many relationships with brothers, with friends, with everything, plus marriage, self. But guess what? When you, you wait on truth, and truth becomes your standard. You don't make decisions of association based on the character of men. You make decisions concerning association based on what the Lord is saying and the desire of God. But fine. That is how. So truth keeps you stable. So people are like, can you not see? Do you not know? Why are you not? You're like, uh-uh. You don't understand. I don't base how I decide based on what people are doing. I base, the, base it on God, the will of God per time and per season. So truth will not only make you stable, it will give you strength in the midst of the situation. Now, another thing about truth is that truth enables the new birth. Is one of the blessings of truth. James 1 verse 18, 1 Peter 1 verse 23. I remember some point um, last year and I began to pray one day. My heart was so moved to do something that I could so defend it in 90%, 90 why I should make that decision. 
But somehow, as I evaluated the decision, I was all spraying. I sensed in my heart that there was a, a lot of that 90% that was flesh. Some of us, some of it, there was spirit woven in it. Because when Satan comes to deceive you, he doesn't tell you a total lie. If not, you will find him out. So he will bring the truth and he will pervert the truth just a little bit. So God said they should not eat of the tree, but he did not say they should not touch it. So the moment he recognized that the woman did not know the full commandment, he realized he had found a loophole for temptation. So she said, oh, yes, he said we should not eat of it. We should not only, we should not even touch it. The moment he found out that she did not know the full instruction, he knew he had found the loophole by which he could take her down. So he doesn't tell you a complete lie. He just perverts the truth. So as I was there, thinking about all the possibilities. I knew that I saw some spirit inside of it, but I felt there was this one percent. The Lord was saying, this is flesh, this is flesh. It's like a beacon. It just begins to beep, 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 beep. And God is like, you're doing this because of yourself. You're doing it. And as I stayed in prayer, as I stayed in prayer, I began to say to the Lord, Father, let your truth lead me. Let your truth guide me. Let your truth renew me. And I remember saying, God, in the person that I am now, I cannot make this decision correctly. I said, but if you will make me another man and you will remove from me the scale of the former level I was and reveal the newness in me, I perceive that if I graduate into a new man, oh God, that I will be able to make the right decision. And so I began to pray. I said, Lord, break off of me every hold of flesh every hold of pride every hold of self oh god take it off me let me ascend into a new level of engagement with the spirit of vulnerability to the hand of god and as i came into that place i was able to make the right decision truth gives you strength for the new birth another blessing of truth number seven is it purifies your soul first peter 1 verse 22 the eighth blessing of truth is that it brings you preservation psalm 40 verse 11 proverbs 20 verse 28 Another blessing of truth is that it helps you to grow. Desire earnestly the pure milk. Grow thereby. Um, Ephesians 4 verse 15. That truth brings you knowledge. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. 2 Timothy 3 verse 7. Hebrews 10 verse 26. I pray today that as you go, the spirit of truth will lead you. The spirit of truth will guide you. The spirit of truth will keep you. The spirit of truth will embrace you. The spirit of truth will be your rare God. The spirit of truth will be the light to your path. I pray that you will not Amen. make the kind of decisions that destroy destiny. You will not make the kind of decisions that will the inheritance of your future generation from them. But I pray that Amen. the Lord Almighty will instruct you. And he will cause the rain of the blessedness of truth to come upon you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. You will not make a mistake. In the day of evaluation, you will not turn back. You will not turn back. But this life that is your own, you will build it up. You will leave your footprint in the sands of time. The earth will record and the heavens will bear witness that a mighty woman lived. A mighty man lived upon the earth. The standards of God, you will embrace them with all of your might. With your full chest, you will receive truth and it will not break you. It will build you up and you will keep to the standards of the kingdom of Zion. And as you do so, you will receive the full backing of heaven in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Did you promise number eight? Number eight is preservation. Psalm 40 verse 11, Peter 20, 28. That's number eight. It brings you preservation. God bless you. I love you guys. We're going to rock in the Holy Ghost. We're going to have so I love much fun you tomorrow. You get ready again tomorrow. Thank you. Such a swell time. I hope you're fasting. Don't break your fast. Don't break your fast. So throughout today, Lord, establish truth in me. Lord, establish truth to me. Expand the borders of truth in my heart. Be making that prayer consistently every day. Believe me, little drops of water make a mighty ocean. Before you know what's happening, you are swimming in an ocean of truth. And all the blessedness of truth will be established in your life. I love you. And for those of you in Woman Awaking, I will see you later tonight. Get ready. Woman Awaking, make sure you are fasting. Don't come without fasting. 
All right, guys. God bless you. Take care. See you. God bless you. God bless you.